1: Good morning,
2: class. Hi. Hola hola. Hi, good morning, babies.
1: Oh my gosh, your voice is so pleasing, so joyful.
2: Really? Does it make you calm? Oh. That <laughs> it was
0: that, it was a switch up. Guys, we're back. What's a moment? You guys Hi, I'm and i'm saying that like that because i'm in italia she isn't it she's i just want to paint a picture if you're listening to this she's in her
2: bathrobe right now her hair is damp she's, she's like, giving
1: lizzie mcguire movie it's giving lizzie mcguire movie
2: and it's almost like cottage core very much like in Ooh. italy eat pray love type shit yeah she's you're really just beautiful you're sitting in
1: front of somebody's beautiful like this is i just love just, all of it you're, you're glowing just beautiful We're dedicating this episode to Josie Tota. Okay, Josie Tota in Italy. Hi, I'm Alicia Pasqual Peña. Hi, I'm Yasmin Hamadi, and you're watching Disney
2: Channel. Anyways, how are we, guys? Well,
0: I was so blessed by just the life-saving measure that was Alicia um, last weekend. (laughs) When I randomly was like, Will you come and meet me in Spain for the weekend? And Alicia said, Yes. It's this is that was like a very privileged sentence to say. But we recognize it and we're grateful for it. Yeah. And um, we were able to meet up in Spain mm-hmm. and have the best weekend in Mallorca. It was ethereal. I'm um, so grateful. And honestly, it was so fun. I, I thought it was gonna be like a very like Resort vibe where we just sit every day and like lay by the pool. White Lotus. But like we literally, God, we it was not. were Dora the motherfucking explorer, yes, And I'm word. not just saying that because Alicia is Latina. I'm saying that because I was Got literally the map and Alicia was Dora. Like we literally were just vibing of a storm. You were the map and, and, was and boots, I was Dora with the background. And I was swiper no swiping across the pond being you like, are, are you guys swiper? answering my fucking texts? <laughs> you were swiper. Literally. <laughs> literally. Anyway, we just had such... So- Did you have a good time? I'm speaking for
1: you. No, I literally, like I said it earlier, it was ethereal. It was so healing. It was so beautiful. Probably not the smartest thing to leave my life in disarray at the drop of a hat. Gonna try not to do that again,
0: but I would do it again for you. (laughs) Um, Your life was in disarray?
1: No, I think I just like left so last minute, but it was so beautiful. It was so healing. Like um, we were doing all the hikes, jumping into random beaches. I came back just floating just because, you know, we haven't been able to spend time together. And we got to like experience this new country together. I also felt like it was just so Mm -hmm. special, Um, not only to travel with you, but like, to experience a new culture, new food mm. with you. I feel like that's what life is about. And yeah, we had the best time ever.
2: I was going to say, like, honestly, yes, you might have left at a drop of a hat and you came back and you were overwhelmed. <laughs> but like as a best friend coming from this perspective, I'm so glad you went and I'm so glad both of you guys were together because if you like in 20 years, you're going to look back and be like, fuck. Fuck. That was such an amazing week. I'm so grateful that I had that experience. I, honestly, I'm so happy that you guys both yeah. went. Like, it's little moments like this where you look back and you're like, I'm so grateful. And I think that also goes to like t- tying into the phone thing where like you guys weren't on social media talking about it, posting about yeah. it, showing the world. Like that just, nobody knew I was there. Like, yeah. And mind
1: you, I was I was not overwhelmed. If anything, it's like what Josie said. I'm so privileged that I was able to do that a couple years ago that was not my life. That wasn't an option for you. I live a very blessed life in ways that I couldn't even have imagined as a kid because of the humble beginnings I come from. So I was so grateful to do that. And coming back, I wasn't even overwhelmed. I, I feel like it was just like, I think I did something so spontaneous, which is very out of my character to do that. I even had like a really fruitful conversation with my manager about it and just like not equating ourselves worth Mm. with work. Mm. And I think that has a lot to do with Mm. phones because we think like, oh, we put this phone down, we're going to miss an opportunity. We're going to miss work. And like Josie and I had our phones down most of the time. Like nobody knew I was there. I literally have taken like over seven flights in the last two weeks and people don't know where I'm at. And it's been beautiful to just be present with new people.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. And well, I agree. I agree. I agree. And because of how great last weekend was, I was literally like, I want to go somewhere the weekend after. Mm -hmm. So that is why I took a solo trip to the south of Italy and to the Malfi Coast. And, you know, it was very interesting two days that I had with myself. I learned a lot about myself. It was harder than I thought it would be to be alone in a country for that Long, Mm. which it sounds crazy because like I live alone in Scotland and like I'm constantly like, I'm more alone in Scotland than I've ever been in my life. But then when I was in Italy, I was like, I actually am not that alone that much in Scotland. Mm. And I literally went up to the woman at the front desk of my hotel and I said, I want to have the best food. I don't care if it's a nice restaurant. I don't care if it's fancy. I don't care if it's close or far. Can you make me a reservation at the best restaurant in town? And this woman said, look, yeah, see, so she boss ass bitch. She's like 20 years old and is a DJ. But anyway, she made me this reservation. A man in a shuttle picked me up and took me to this place far as fuck away. And I sat down and the owner of this restaurant kept giving me free food. I was like, am I literally at like a promoter dinner right now because this man like kept serving me food i'm like what do you it's want? like in squid game you- the last scene where they're feeding everyone before they uh, have Stop. them fight to the death that's that, that so was literally it and he was just really nice kept giving me free stuff he gave me a free um shot of lemon cello as which was should. amazing and then i already had a glass of wine so you know i was like i wasn't buzzed at all but i was like i was warm mm, is how was i know right exactly that and- At a certain part of the dinner, this man came up to me and I had just like finished my main meal. And he was like, oh, I'll give you desserts for free. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. And then he said to me, he was like, do you want to meet my brother? And I was like, sure. Which I don't know why I said yes. I just kind of thought he was going to be like, like bring out his brother to the dinner table. But then all of a sudden I'm following him outside the restaurant Ah. and into this back room which is like another part of the restaurant mom don't get scared while I was walking back I was like did I just make the worst decision of my life like is this about to be a chapter in my memoir (laughs) like am I gonna have to have an interview with like Katie Kirk about like Diane Sawyer's shaking because the rest because the dinner was like or the restaurant was like closing so like I was really the only one in there and I walked to the back and all of the chefs are around a table in the kitchen. And they're all eating and cheering and celebrating. He was like, It's my brother's birthday. Pull up a chair. And he literally pulled up a chair. All of a sudden, I'm eating, I'm drinking with like this all the chefs of the kitchen, with this guy's 80-year-old dad, with his cousin, with his little cousin, with the 16-year-old that uh, works at the restaurant. And then we're having like homemade cake, and it's like their Italian friend who's a baker. And It was so wonderful. And I had the most incredible conversation with this man. Shout out, Paolo. And Paolo was basically the only one who kind of knew English. Everyone else, I was kind of just like vibing with like their attitude because I really couldn't understand them.
2: Sing to me, Paolo. Um,
0: And Paolo was telling me about how frustrated he was. With our generation. I'm not even kidding. Because he was like, you guys are all so obsessed with your phones. Mm. And, like, it's all this. And he kept doing, like, the motion of texting. He was like, you're not living anymore. You're not going outside. You're not experiencing things. Mm. And he said, you know, when we, were, when we were younger, this entire room would be packed. But there's there was probably, like, 10 to 12 people in there. But he was, it was, like, a large room. He was like, this room would be packed to the brim it would be like people on top of each other, but he was like, now everybody's on their computer or watching TV or um, just like not being present. He was like, we learn from each other. He also said, everybody wants to talk, but nobody wants to listen. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that is so true. Obviously not that profound to say, but like it hit. (laughs) And I was like, as a podcaster, I'm like, that hits. Um, But what I will say is that he was fucking amazing. And it kind of inspired me to talk about phones today Mm. and how we've kind of become so obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. It's literally like an addiction, dare I say, likened to a jewel or a Flume or whatever the fuck people do because I do not smoke, hashtag smokeless. Um, (sighs) If the idea of talking about how phones are single-handedly and slowly ruining our lives um overwhelms you then join this conversation we can talk about our toxic relationship with the meanest man of them all which is the toxic iphone or samsung if you're weird but whatever
1: no not the slander <laughs> text go green okay. text if your text no. go green automatically you're getting
2: no. ghosted 100%. No, I stand by we that. Not the Samsung.
0: Oh, and we're also going to do another rendition of Unhinged with Yasmin Jesus Hamari. Christ. So we'll get into it after the break. Hey. Hi. Yeah, you. Don't forget
1: to follow us at Dare We Say on Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash dare we say. We will be right back.
0: If you know me at all, honestly, even if you don't know me, if you just look at me, you know I have to squat. That's true. Um, It's just something that I need to do. Correct. Going number two for me isn't always the easiest. Mm -hmm. And when Miss Polliner, my junior year biology teacher, brought up the fact that our bodies were anatomically designed to shat shat while squatting. And then the shark tank. Episode came out where Barbara Corcoran. Why do I know so much about the history? You know, of you are you are company? a Squatty
2: Potty enthusiast.
0: Where Barbara Corcoran, 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 hydrochloroquine Barbara, Cor-quin. Harley Quinn, Barbara of Shark Tank invested in the Squatty Potty when everyone thought it was stupid, and now it is an insanely successful company. The Squatty Potty will change your life. Mm-hmm. It changed mine. Break it down for us. No, like it's— For those that
2: don't know. It's it's not even like a discussion for us, I feel like. It's a part of our friendship. It's a part of our bond. It's a part of our life. Every it day, brings us together. It brings
0: us together. Like Talk, talk about it. What is a squatty potty a do? A squatty potty
2: is a little squatty pot that puts your body in a natural squatting position. Our bodies were designed to poop that way. It's clinically proven to help you better. Not only is it backed by science, but it's backed by me— I shit better due to the Squatty Potty, which is the most— Just mean or science. Or science. One could
0: argue the latter One might is argue lesser.
2: I am science. And so over 8 million stools have been sold and more than 10,000 five-star reviews. And if you—when you buy it, you get 60 days back on your money guaranteed if you don't like it. But I can almost promise we you— We just know you are going to love you're gonna it. You're going to love it. And it comes in so many different designs, like cedar, marble,
1: sp- SpongeBob, the whole thing. Go to SquattyPotty.com slash dare. Squattypotty.com slash dare for 20% off of your purchase. Come on, we love a deal here. And that's Squattypotty.com slash dare. Shit like us. (laughs) Dare We Say is brought to you by Smile Actives. Mm. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Are your teeth aging? Popular food and drinks are known to stain your teeth. Beverages... I'm known to have a little bit too much coffee, a little bit too much Coca-Cola, and it just stains (laughs) your teeth over time. So what can you do to brighten your smile? Well, you should give Smile Actives a try. Smile Actives is safe, effective, easy to use, and will keep your smile proud and white. 97% of Smile Actives users in a clinical trial reported up to six shades whiter on average, all within 30 days. Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Well, before you visit a dentist, you should know that their whitening treatments can be very expensive, and it's not just the price. You also have to book the appointment, schedule time away from work or family, sit in a damn dentist office, which nobody likes, no. while undergoing this procedure. It's a hassle, but not with Smile Act baby.
2: So basically what you do, because I use it every single day, is I only use it at night specifically. But after I put on my toothpaste on my toothbrush, I put a little pump, ever so slightly, I pump one thrust on with my finger of the Smile Actives on my toothbrush, and I brush my teeth. I spit it out, tastes like mint, and my teeth actually look whiter, like right off the bat.
1: We love it. All you have to do is add Smile Active's Pro-Whitening Gel to your regular toothpaste, like Yas said. It's been formulated with porcelain technology to boost stain removal and deliver active whitening ingredients into teeth, screws, and crannies to get a better whitening. Smile Active makes a teeth whitening gel that can simply be added to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth. So no change in your already routine. No extra time. Yet people will start commenting on your whiter, brighter smile in just days. Smile Actives is a whitening boost your favorite toothpaste needs to give you the smile you deserve. Visit
2: smileactives.com slash dare today to receive your special buy one, get one free offer, plus free
0: shipping and handling.
2: That's smileactives.com slash dare.
0: Something I want to mention that... I deem important is that our show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Mm-hmm. Life doesn't come with a manual. We know this because shit gets thrown at you, and sometimes it comes out of you, yeah. uncontrollably. Um, <laughs> and when it's not like working for you, it's normal to feel like stuck and lost and isolated and alone. Which is how BetterHelp comes into play. These therapists are help trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills basically like a little helper helping you create new tools in your toolbox to just navigate life in a way that is with more ease it's the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you BetterHelp offers all the benefits of in-person therapy but it's so much more convenient accessible and affordable. Mm-hmm. And as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched
2: 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It literally couldn't be simpler. No
0: waiting rooms, no traffics, no endless searching for the right therapists. Therapy has changed our life. It truly has made me, I think, a better person. And just, I feel like for so long, I feel like for I so feel, long. And all I of a sudden. Know, bless, your bless your heart. Bless your heart, baby. I, I feel like for so long, I was swimming with my head kind of bobbing water in sure. therapy. Genuinely. It's taking me above water. And I could finally breathe. And I don't have to, like, catastrophize up on life anymore and, like, feel like life is coming at me. Instead… I realize life is coming from me. Yeah. And you can learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com/dare. That's betterhelp.com, help h slash l p.com/dare. In you know, life, our phones have become our accessory, not only to our lives, but to our beings. I wanted to talk about a conversation that we have every day on this item, which is the cell phone. I am an addict, and you are one too. Most likely, the first thing you do in the morning is check your phone. The last thing you do is check your phone. Josie, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) I think that's wonderful, but should we be telling people they're an addict? I mean, they are though.
2: No, no, uh, you scien- cannot sci- tell people. No, that. scientifically, it's not
1: an addiction. No, we are. You, you, huh? No, no they, you they, did they, they did a study on this. They, they did a study on this. It's not an addiction. Okay, okay,
0: sorry. You're not an addict. Let's get into this conversation about phones.
1: Phones, 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 phones. It's a hot topic. So many feelings. So many emotions. But I want to ask you guys, what is your relationship with your phone? Because I feel like all of our. um feelings towards phones are very different
2: yeah they're all vastly different for me i feel like the phone is and this is really sad to say and if you're like oh this is so pathetic chances are you're probably most mm -hmm. of the world most of the world it's a lifeline Mm -hmm. it is a part of your lifeline it's um i don't want to say exactly it's an addiction because an addiction it, it literally is different than a drug because this is also essential for everyday life. But you can be codependent on your phone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, you are. Yeah. I am. I'm codependent on I'm my phone. I'm on my phone. And I'm... I, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I go on my phone. The last thing I do before I go to bed is I go on my phone. Mm-hmm. So my relationship with my phone is I love it, but it is... It gives me so much anxiety. Yeah. And I feel like I d- rely on it and depend on it. It really does give you anxiety. Yeah. It does. Like, the, I, the, the rush... Or the, the, like all my anxiety lies in my stomach and my gut. It always has since I was a kid. And like getting a text from someone that I didn't want to get a text from makes my stomach drop. And the fact that just seeing someone's name pop up on a mm. phone can have a visceral reaction into my, my health, my like literal immune system is so insane. And along with social media, I also feel like I'm getting dumber. Like mm. I take notes on this instead of writing. I don't know how to do – like, I'm too lazy to do, like, simple math. I have a calculator here. Yeah. I track my health here. My steps. It's it's becoming
1: everything. That you don't know offhand.
2: Then you, that you should be knowing yeah. offhand. That I'm relying on this to create memories instead of living for the right now making a memory. Does that make
1: sense? Of course it does. I think all of us, like, even if there are people that are better at putting down their phones, all of us subconsciously have to engage. 100%. With our phone in unhealthy manners. Whether it's for work. Whether it's the way that we communicate with people. I'll be totally transparent. My relationship with my phone is actually something I'm pretty embarrassed about. Go on. Like, I am very embarrassed about. Because I'm not good with my phone. I'm like a bad texter. And I don't say that to be cute or have people pander to me. I think sometimes it can come off that way. Like, oh, it's like I'm just a bad texter. Like, just blow up my phone. No, she like... She's... No, I'm an awful texter. Like, I'm an awful texter. I have literally like jeopardized friendships with people because of my inability to communicate over the phone or um you know cuz i very much sometimes will just see an influx of text because i'll get a lot of texts i'll get a lot of phone calls and then i'm like okay if i open this Mm. one text i have to open the other 300 yeah and like that's not an exaggeration so then i don't touch any of them and that's super she's just really popular so she has 400 texts no no i'm I'm (laughs) fucking with you no No, but but i hear you please do because there is certain times where like i think you know even you guys but i've had other friends have like very like stark conversations with me where they were holding me accountable and being like, hey, I don't feel heard. I don't feel like you're showing up for me as a friend because of your inability to communicate. Because the bare minimum is to respond to a text from four weeks ago. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then it's also like, how do we navigate the juxtaposition of my piece is my piece and I don't owe anyone anything. And I also think that, as humans, we weren't made to be this accessible to everyone at all times. Agreed. Because I don't only have texts. I got calls. I got DMs. I got Twitter. Which, fun fact, they took my verification away because I haven't used it since 2021. But anyway.
2: On Twitter? Yes. Well, that's because also Elon— That's so spyful. Trifling. Also, anyways, Elon Musk took it over, yeah. so that's why— let's not even Josie, give him the airtime. But what's any- your relationship with your phone? Yeah. Um. I, okay, I
0: feel like in the grand scheme of, like, people my age with their phone, I have— Pretty good relationship with it. Like I am. Yes, I'm addicted to my phone. I'm addicted to TikTok. I'm addicted to, for some reason, looking at myself on the camera, mm-hmm. like 24-7. If a random person walks into a restaurant, they could literally be the least attractive person to me in the entire world. I would still be like, how am I being perceived right sure. now? Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just so obsessed with how I'm, how I'm constantly perceived at any given moment. And that's something that I'm trying to work on. Um, I think that when Alicia had COVID, I um, did a cleanse with my social media. Mm, yeah. And I don't know why I chose you when you had COVID, but it helped. And I literally um I was off Instagram and everything. And it was not my phone, but that really helped because it wasn't until I deleted the app and I suggest you guys all do it too. Like try for a day or however long yeah. you know you can handle it. Because my thumb kept going to the place that the Instagram was. It was like a limp, yes, yes, Josie. Yes, like a, limp yes, bone. Like just a, a limp. reaction. What's it called? Wait, no. What is that called? A reflex. A reflex. No, no, no. Like when someone cuts off their toe, oh, and, and it they still moves still feel like their toes there. Yeah, yeah. Can someone? What is it called? Can, phantom um, limb. Phantom limb. Okay, I was like a phantom limb, and um, that's what it was for yes. me. And I was like, wow. And honestly, I feel like I have a really good relationship. Not really good. I think I have a good-ish relationship with social media, but still not with my phone. When I wake up, I, tr- I want to see the text that I got. It's the validation that I get. And often, I mean, I'm going to be honest, probably not that often. Okay. But once in a hot minute, I will wake up with the urge to check my phone and I will stop myself. And This is so embarrassing. No, it's not. But I will literally be like, I will be like, name 10 things that you're grateful for today. That's and crazy. I will do that first. And then
1: I'm like, okay. Oh, Josie.
0: But no, but I don't think that's weird, no, Josie. No, that's not weird right at all. That's I think like, we
1: should all incorporate incorporate more mindfulness practices into our daily routine, even if they're minuscule. Like, I don't think that this is a big deal because it's not. It's literally so sad that I have to mind. No, I'm
0: proud of you for it. I didn't even mention it, but I'm proud of you.
1: You before. know what it is. Yes, because you guys yeah, live with me. Have- so
0: every morning
1: I wake up the same way. I try to have my phone like physically away from me. And I will blast gospel music. It's like, true. It's, it's it's my thing.
0: Wait, no. I was going to talk about something else. I thought you were going to talk about the fact that you set time limits for Instagram. Oh, I do. N- she does do that. I do. But that. But I'm like
2: Alicia you, when Josie. she wakes up, her phone will be on the other side <laughs> of the bed charging, not next to her. She won't even go on it, and she'll put on gospel music or
1: a preacher's yeah, or like a sermon. A sermon on and, the- and mind you, that's different for everybody. Like I know my friend, like Emily. Um, love her so much. She will put on like meditation sounds. Um, other people will do things that will like align their chakras. But for me, gospel music is really helpful. Like Even this morning, I had my phone like in my room playing gospel music and I did my makeup and like had a conversation with Angelica because my friend had slept over um, and just was present in the morning and mm. then let my day start. Yeah. Um, but then even that, sometimes I can't do because there's an email or I was whatever it may say, be. I-, I think it's really amazing
2: that you guys are able to do that sometimes but it's so ambitious sometimes I feel like Mm. to even do that because chances are like I'm waking up in the morning I have to make coffee quickly because I'm exhausted I have work in the morning I have a I've and I'm we all do but it's like I don't have I need to see who messaged me and also why is it awful that I get disheartened if I don't wake up with a bunch of text messages of people Mm. reaching out to me
0: What the phone has done and what these apps have done is create a literal codependency between the phone and us, the person, that's almost like a drug that it keeps giving us more and more. All of these apps are designed to trigger our serotonin levels. Down to the way the notification looks, the way the yeah. notification pops up on your phone, the color of these apps, the colors of when it means when someone's texted you or when um, your DMs are emboldened, like the text is emboldened because like that means there's a DM there. Like, all of these things are intricately designed to fuck us <laughs> over. Yes. Us. And I'm just wondering because how fucked it is it and it, because how serious it is, serious intention equals serious impact. Um, and that impact results in, you know, anxiety, crippling anxiety for some people. I think it's interesting. There was actually a study. You bring
2: up how the design is literally made to impact yeah, our psychology. mind. It's psychology. That it's. They did a study where... There were actual withdrawals that if you don't be on your phone for a couple hours, you get exhausted. Like your 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 brain gets sleepy. You get bored easily. But so then what do you do to get back up again? You be- go back on your phone. Yeah. And it's a constant cycle that it's making you yearn for it more. And it also when you get on social media, like for me, when I post a photo and I'm getting a bunch of attention, my day gets better. And I think that I think it's deeper than obviously the phone. It's I want public validation from people, which is a human thing that I know everyone feels. But it's also like we're starting so young now on social media and having these phones, like babies. There was another study that we'll cite in the um, podcast notes that when like toddlers specifically the age of two to four you know how there's the terrible twos they're crying all the time and they're throwing tantrums so parents is it because they want a phone they're like give me a fucking iphone mom (laughs) no it's because and it's just like kids being kids and the mom or the parent would give them an ipad a tablet an iphone to shut them up and usually a good portion of the time they're quiet but then they look back years later and it's they shut off their emotions because they just pacify on this phone, yeah. on social media, on games and apps, just to shut down. Instead of handling the problem face first, you just kind of just push it to the side and get on the phone. It's like
0: that feeling when you post a vote on Instagram. I used to, when I used, and I still kind of have remnants of this, I say, I think I have 10% of this feeling, maybe 6% because I'm just being honest. Um, when you post on Instagram, you're immediately like you think the world hates yep. you and you're like constantly checking yep. like how that photo is doing. And that is not even something that I want to do, but just naturally my body does. Mm-hmm. And I've developed a really healthy relation con social media now, I feel like, because I just genuinely do not give a flying fickety Fuck Mm. about it. Like, I don't care. I'm not trying. I think when I was younger, and by when I was younger, I mean last year.
2: You're like yesterday when I was
0: younger. I felt like I needed to prove to myself and other people that, like, I'm hot and I'm, like, you know, gorgeous. And these are, like, cute photos of me here. And and I'm having a fun life here. And it's, like, now it's, like, I don't feel the need to fucking prove anything to anyone anymore. And I'm, like, you can see that I'm hot in person. And, like, fuck off. And I feel like that's gotten better. But still the phone. And this may be one of the most insensitive things I have said on this podcast. So please oh, tell me if oh. this is like fucked yeah. up. But I do think that one could liken like a phone addiction to similar tendencies with a food addiction. And that's a hot take. And Go on. I, I'm back on that your because, point. Because in this century that we live in, the 21st, <laughs> I did get a college degree. In the 21st century that we live in, we need our phones, like we need food. It's essential. And so that's why it's like when it comes to something like alcoholism and like I'm I'm not comparing different types of addictions, I'm also not an expert at all, Um, and I haven't lived through that, so I cannot testify to that genuinely. But when it comes to something that's like foreign drugs or controlled substances, it makes more sense in my head how someone could separate themselves from it. But when it's something like food, um, it's you kind of, you can't really blame the person because, like, you have to live, you have to eat to live, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, that must be such a hard thing to, like, cut out of your daily life because you literally need to eat to survive. And obviously, this is has a very different impact, but I definitely think we need our phones in the 21st yeah. century. Uh-huh. And it's like, we need it for work, and we need it for life.
1: Absolutely, and it's sad to say because I think it's really easy
0: to, like, tell people,
1: like, oh, just don't use your phone, that is literally not possible for me. That's most not of possible. It. For example, I couldn't have traveled without my phone. There were certain things when I got to different countries that I needed to do on my phone that I would have not been able to do. There were, like, for example, say I didn't know the language. Like, I knew the language in Spain. Like, people have translate. Like, I needed to be able to. <laughs> Uh, did you say flex oh yeah I'm an immigrant ooh so cool well I do think it's cool but as it should I feel be. like I was just in an after school ad but.
2: yeah I think it's cool that I'm the daughter of immigrants and you're watching Jerry say uh, that's but, basically what it felt but like but no like
1: it, it's it's so funny because you'll meet, like, that Silver Lake, like, hippie boy. Yeah, that'll like, be I'm like, just I on have my a, phone. I have a flip phone. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Who yeah. needs a phone? It's like, well, yeah, babe, I have emails to answer, so cool. Like, please do what's best for you. But, like— we all have to use a phone. What is scary is, like, the overconsumption of us using the phone. Like, we were physically not made to look at a screen this long. It blows my mind. Like, now I feel like a total nerd when we think about how we're evolving as humans because physically, of our phones. Did you physically, the we're changing. Like, literally, t- like, covered. my mom my mom talks about this all the time. And she's going to laugh that I even brought this up. But she genuinely thinks that her neck curves differently because, it, of, because, uh, because it, of her because, computer no, and her true. phone. So, like… The overconsumption of it, like, we're all on this way too much, like, just scientifically, objectively. Like, it... There are studies that say Americans check their smartphones on average of 96 times a day, which works out to once every 15 minutes, two thirds of Americans check their phones 160 times every day. I probably do it like
0: seven
2: hundred. I be, beat that. No, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm I like checking I, my
0: phone every five seconds. I was like, I'm frankly, like, I think we we passed that. i check my phone so much that my phone checks me. I'm, like, <laughs> <Stop>. I'm never <laughs> not. Stop. But, but I think that the
1: way that we navigate using our phones is really differently. So it makes me want to pose the question... What are specific moments or instances that have given you anxiety or heightened your stress around having a phone? Because I think that's different for all of us. For me, personally, it's text all the way. Like, I know that this sounds like such a preposterous statement, but I do believe it with every fiber of my being. I wish our phones didn't have texting. And I know that that's literally the most convenient part of having a phone. I wish they only had calls. I... Don't care about responding to texts immediately, but what I think does stress me out and I think what does give me anxiety is not the phone itself is the fact that I've had people question where we stand because of my inability to have quick responses or to be present in that way, if that makes any sense. Which is valid. Which is valid. So I'll have like 400 texts, 500 texts on my phone. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, it's not that deep. Because it's also, I have that same sentiment towards people with me. If I text you and you don't text me right away, I don't really care. Unless we're making plans. I'm not an awful person. I am consistent and present with that. But I think I literally sent it in our group chat this week. I fell out with a friend that I literally have not responded to just this week from high school. One of my best friends from high school. Because they had been harboring anger towards me because of my inability to, like, text back or call them as much as they would like but they never articulated that to me Mm. so like those moments are really hard for me because I just don't put that much weight into my phone and that is what stresses me out the most about having a phone
2: sure I mean I can speak on like even behalf of like our text that Mm -hmm. like we sent to dare we say it's for the last like week and a half like I'll text you and also prefacing it I don't take it personally because I know where I stand with you constantly and you're my like sister yeah and also if I need you I'll call you that's something that I know. you will yeah, always, pick, always up, pick up a call. Always She'll up call. always pick up a FaceTime. She won't answer a text, but it was like a week. I'll text her every single day. Alicia Del Sol, I miss you. Hey, do you have your mic with you? Baby. She doesn't reply, but she answers to our group text. And then she's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I don't take offense. But there might be
1: people in your life that will take offense to it. And see, the same... I say this all to say, like, I never want to police someone's feelings either. Like, when someone comes to me with that comment, I'm not going to, like you know, whisk you away or I'm not going to like be like dismissive because that I never want to do. I always want to validate people's feelings. But sometimes I think that people take it too far and it's like you don't have a jurisdiction over my time just because you have my phone number. Like, I'm sorry.
2: No, Like, you know what
1: I mean? Like, I take that really seriously. Like, I don't love texting. Like, to sit and text back and forth with someone for three hours is my worst nightmare. Pick up the phone and call me. I always pick up a call. But I have to validate the fact that... Can't you argue, though, that if you want instead of
2: replying in text, you can call them back too? Tea. But then, I don't know, sometimes just sometimes I don't devil's devil's have all the adventure. No, absolutely. But sometimes
1: I just don't always have the time. And then I'm like, if it was important, you'd call sure. me. Sure. Because I'm gonna keep it a buck, too. I don't want to sit here and talk about things that don't like the mundane. You know sure. what I mean? Some sure. people just want
0: to text to text. And I'm one of those people. Well, I'll enter I'll interject here. I think that that conversation specifically, I think hits home because we all have to deal with that on a daily basis, not just with you, Alicia, yeah, but in life yeah. with texting people, yeah, you not being able to get back, back yeah. to them. And I think there's so much to say about the fact that says who do we need to be available at all 100%. times? 100%. Says who do we need to be accessible at all times? And in and, and that same token, I think that there is something to say about, well, we do live in 2020 chill, mm-hmm. And if you're posting on social media, maybe you could respond to something. Yeah. And I think that's just as valid as the other argument. I think both are true, I and I think we—you know—I do not want to ever say this word again because I'm literally so sick of saying the word nuance. But I think this is a conversation that is that. I mean, every conversation we have is, <laughs> lol. But we're so I think different. That,
2: we're so different. I
0: think that both are true, and that's not a profound thing to say, but it is an accurate thing to say. And it is also my perspective, which is that, like, I I get it. Like, there, I personally even though I'm very different than you, Alicia, I mean, in so many ways, but when it comes to this, because I feel like I have to respond to everyone. And not only do I feel like I have to, I actually want to, I want to be that person that like you text me, Hey, and I'm like, what's up? Like Mike has me, Alicia texted me the other day and it was like kind of an alarm. It was, it wasn't an alarming situation, but like the way she phrased her first text me was kind of alarming. And, And then I could tell she kept typing for a long time and I just, texted her and I said, hey, I'm here in reading. Um, and like just because I wanted to like mm. let her know that I was like, you know, present. And then she to me later. She said, like, oh, that made me really happy that like you were there in that moment. So in that way, I can't relate to you. But in other ways, I agree. And I had that experience when I was running a school organization mm. um, because people felt like they – owned my time, yeah and I mean it wasn't everyone it was not everyone there are a lot of amazing people but there were people that were like in this is mainly people that I wasn't even friends with at all or did not even communicate with but obviously when you're a part of um the leadership of an organization you, you need to be available and you need to be present, but like not at like 4am um or like when you're at like a family member's funeral or just something that's like obviously you're not being present for that so i really tune in that way
2: i think it's so interesting because i'm like the exact opposite Mm -hmm. because i i i look forward to getting reached out to people like from people i look forward to texting back people that i want to text back to so if it's someone that i love and care about i will reply within seconds Mm -hmm. and i don't see a problem with that but like also going back to just what josie said of like she saw someone texting like her friend uh, typing and didn't say anything and just saying, hey, I'm here. Like when you said that, Josie, I got a physical reaction of my heart feeling warm. It's little things like that that I'm like, you don't know how much that means. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Especially in a a world that like we are all so busy that we can't always be with each other physically. We can't always be on the phone physically. So just a nice text means something. And like, I'm so
1: opposite of you. Like I'm, I feel like- We couldn't be more different. We couldn't be more different, but like, I think what makes our friendship work is that we talk about it. Yeah, we talk about it and we're honest about our differences. And also, please correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I want to hold my hand to the fire. I don't think it's fair for like people to be reaching out to me sometimes and then see me on social media. As much as like I, I stand 10 toes down in the statement, like I stand by the statement— it's my phone, I can do what I want on it. doesn't mean that I have to respond to you. But at the same time, I have to acknowledge that it's not fair. Because I will say I have felt awful when someone reached out to me and because their very important text got lost in the mix, I wasn't able to be present for them in a way that I would have wanted to. That, I do agree, is not fair. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I think that since I've met Josie and since I've met Yaz, I've taken steps to do better and be better. I'm still far from perfect. I'm still the worst in this entire room. But I always want to be a better friend. I always want to, like, grow. And I, like, thank you guys because you both have had separate conversations. I remember Josie and I and I were, like, first few months of friendship. She sat me down and she was like, yeah, I can't do that. You know, you went to New York and we didn't talk for two weeks.
0: I was literally like, that's a deal breaker. Yeah,
1: she was like, I can't do that. And I, I mean, I was like,
0: like oh. even this week, Alicia. Which, can I just say, there are some people in my life and we don't text every day. Sometimes we don't, we, we've gone through periods where we don't text for weeks. And it's like, but we know that we love each other and we consistently show up for each other. And then when we do talk to each other, it is as if we have been together every second. Like, so I think that friendships can exist like that. And I love it. But the way that we were rolling, Alicia, and I don't, and also like if I had met you this year, maybe I would have been different in that convo. But the way that we've been rolling, like sharing a house together, sharing work together. And then not hearing from you. I think that's why I was a little yeah. bit crazy. That's fair, like, that's a though. a deal breaker in a friendship. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker now for those who are out there. Yeah. you um, like, they're not friends anymore, actually. <laughs> and I also, there are ways to communicate with people that isn't instant. Like, my friend Christian, he's one of my favorite people on earth. We send each other video diary updates. Oh, I And, love um, yeah, I don't, like, respond immediately. He doesn't respond immediately. But, like, we send each other like, a little short film. But... I will say, if this was a debate and if I was the moderator, Mm. I think that if I could honestly say something to the two of you, I think, Alicia, I think for you, I think I understand all that you're saying about not feeling the need to to respond to things that are, like, inconsequential or maybe, like, insignificant. But I, I, I think that if we were really to look at the majority of people's concerns with not just you, but anyone who maybe is non-responsive, it's probably not things that are inconsequential or insignificant to them. Yeah, And I think that that's what's important to acknowledge. And in that same token, I think when it comes to someone like like you, Yasmin, who is, I think, similar to me in certain ways, I think it's asking yourself, you know, what am I really getting from a response from this person? Is it really what I'm asking? Or is it just, is it a a form of love or a form of being seen in a way that you are not able to feel outside of that person? And maybe that's a larger conversation to have at home. I mean, and I think both of those are true. I, I think both can coexist. I think it's,
2: I feel like nowadays I don't need people to reply to me to know that they love me because. If, because I know that I can go to you no matter what and you will be there for Absolutely. me. And I, also, and I think it's, it's very interesting, the whole phone thing and anxiety and communication. But I also want to touch on one more thing in, on this episode. This is now a career. Social media, phones, influencers—people are constantly like. I have some friends who like go on outings and take like take content because that's how they get money. Instead of making the content or going going on a trip just to go on a trip and make memories, you're going on a trip to make content for social media to make money to pay rent, and it's so. And and, your entire life is tied to a dollar. And now your entire life is tied to a dollar. And it's tied to this, and without this, you don't get that. You don't get that check. You can't pay rent. And also, have you noticed? I've seen a lot of displaced people um, and a, houseless individuals. Mm-hmm. They will have a smartphone and not even have a home.
1: Yo, but, that is crazy to me because that's how they're trying. That's how you get a but job. But it's also like, yeah, accessibility. Accessibility. You need that, you need that because yes. it's like how you get information. In the way people are, are
0: going to be like, if they can have a smartphone, then they can get up and fucking a work. Honestly, capitalists sure. can shut up,
1: but. It's and it's like you need that because it's a lifeline like it is a necessity it's like the same conversation of like you know kids from lower socioeconomic status communities needing computers in their household now because you can't literally turn in your projects your essays without it your college applications you can't
0: and it's well that's literally the reason why those kids struggled the most in the pandemic oh my god talking about inequity literally there's so many stats that discuss about um, those children who didn't have access to technology and that are now like grades behind Yeah, and like not as proficient um, yeah. as their
1: peers because of lack of accessibility and technology. Like it's such a necessity. Our phones are such a necessity. Do we think that there is a world that we can reach a balance where we're on our phones for what we need and we're enjoying it and it's healthy, but also staying off of it and creating boundaries? Like what does that look like? Like can we do that in this new world where we're needing it more and more? I think there's always
2: balance. I think... I think it takes a lot of power. I think it takes a lot of willpower. I think it takes a lot of bravery. And I think it takes a lot of uh, accountability within yourself. And I'm saying accountability because I'm looking at me. Because every day I'm like, I'm going to look in the mirror and say I'm the most beautiful person in the world. And list out 10 things I'm grateful for and not be on my phone for the first 30 minutes. I haven't done that in a year. Mm. So I have to hold myself accountable for that. Um, I do Mm -hmm. think that we can have this beautiful thing at the same time as taking in the actual world that we're living in right now I think you can do both I think it takes time I think it's I think it takes a lot of push because the world is um the world wants us to rely on this yeah the industry the entertainment industry our careers um the infrastructure the government yes they want us to rely on this so I think it's kind of I think it goes back to our whole dare we say thing. We're disruptors. Mm-hmm. We have to disrupt this status quo and hold ourselves accountable of looking at the world, being present, having actual bonds physically, face to face, if you can,
0: without this. Body on body. Body on body. <laughs> body, body body. Body body. What um, about you? I think that it starts with step one, which is being honest mm-hmm. with yourself mm-hmm. first about your relationship and acknowledging it and like get really aware of what it is, whether it's like taking a step back for a day and also be honest with each other as people in what your needs are and require and know that it's not your fault. Like, I know this sounds very dramatic, um, but it is fucking dramatic. Like we are living on a planet where Literally only for the past 22 years, not even 22 years, for the past, yeah, 20 years since phones, isn't that, that's a stat. Um, Since like cell phones have become a thing, like the past 20 years. And like, you know, never before have we had to have the whole world in our palm, in the palm of our hands. And I think that that has changed us in so many ways. And I think that it is not our fault. And Mm -hmm. I was literally talking about this today We really cannot control just about fucking anything in this world. There are going to be amazing moments. There are going to be bad moments. But the only thing that we can do as humans is control our relationship to that given moment. And I think that that comes with being present and forcing yourself to, like, take a step outside of your environment. And maybe that means shutting off your phone for a little bit. And I think in that, there is balance.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have a little episode of Unhinged. Good fucking luck.
1: Boo! Hi, guys. Today, we have the pleasure, truly the honor, of hearing another Unhinged story from your life. Mm. Because you, baby... Are the main characters. I am. And I have am. some really interesting things happen to you. People come into your life. Um, just in general. But also specifically with dating. Yeah. And
2: I. <laughs> Not you sh- laughing like that. I am strapped <laughs> You're in. You're strapped on. <laughs> All the strapped in. Buckled <laughs> Josie's up. Josie's face when I said strap on. She goes.
0: The exact whoa. in me was like, we have a violation.
1: HR HR that just leads us into another (laughs) lovely conversation with Yaz tell us what's going on in your life what's happening dating wise who's disrupting your peace this Uh, week but
2: you know what No one's really disrupting my piece. I'm kind of getting my pieces disrupted. Oh, gee. So basically, I had a crazy fucking last week. So I'm kind of talking to someone right now, and I had a really crazy week with this person because um, a lot of our relationship's over the phone. And, um, you know, when you're building and fostering a relationship with someone, for me, intimacy is really important. And with that comes um, being intimate over the phone. Mm -hmm. a.k.a. sexting, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. FaceTime, intimacy. I don't know if there's another word for that. Anyways... I have a toy. Love her. Love it. I can't, I can't believe I'm fucking saying this right now, and I'm going to town. I'm talking to my person, and we're being really cute and loving and living, laughing and loving. But I didn't realize. And I made a note by the way. Can I just say I had a blanket in my <laughs> fucking. Life. I'm fighting for my life and my innocence right now. I have a blanket in my mouth so I don't make too much noise because I know insects. I do make noise. I'm okay, just a wait. Loud I'm person. sorry. You are pleasuring
0: yourself while you are like Osama bin Laden. In- your mouth like a full i'm
2: waterboarding myself like, as like, i'm doing it like
0: you're self-terrorizing yourself by shoving a blanket in your mouth so you so no one well, can want you don't wanna, correct what am i gonna do terrorize
2: the whole apartment complex which i mean anyways so one yeah. thing leads to another and um i have my amazing time with my person and um I got a text right after I fucking finish, you guys. Literally within seconds, I finish. I'm like... <sighs> and then I get a text from my roommate. Hey, are you making noise?
0: I go, what? Wait, okay, I'm sorry. What weird- fucking text is that? What do you mean, are you making noise? If you live with Wait, me... Wait,
2: no, no, no. That's not what she said. She said, are you making weird noises?
0: Are you oh, making okay, weird noises? okay. Yeah, like, I want to say it again. I'm like, if you can so- hear a noise, you dumb bitch. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking noise.
2: <laughs> I no, and so... I get it, so I finish and literally within seconds I'm like yeah. yeah, literally, yay, girls finishing. I'm like Like breathless and that's that mean that that's when you know. That's did you your when your cardio know for the day. I did my cardio for the day, for the week, maybe. And I get a text message from my roommate, Anna, and she goes, Hey, are you making really wow- loud, weird noises? I text within seconds, you're lying. She goes, our, our downstairs neighbor just called and said that she hears. Wait, was Anna not home? Anna was home, but she was in her room having headphones in, so she didn't hear. How do you know she had headphones It's the woman in? right under me. She had headphones on because she was in a
0: meeting. Okay, you were doing that while your roommate was in a meeting? I don't care. I'm in my home. I'm in my own room. What am I supposed to do? Like,
2: also the time difference. Like, things are weird. Like, I'm not going to, like...
0: You, know you what can't. I mean? Can I just that say? I Can I just say this is during my lunch break? Wait. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so your neighbor called and complained about how loud you were being.
2: She said I'm making loud, weird, intimate noises, and to
0: quiet down. Okay, so and then what so happened? Did you awkwardly thing. just sit there when you found out that the, that your neighbor heard, and were you just kind of like, no, I'm on the phone with this. Pr- I I was
2: frozen. You know, there's fight, flight or freeze. I was, I was freeze. I was frozen in time and I was naked on. I was, I was literally like this with my phone and with my person and this person was like, are you okay? Like what just happened? What just happened? And I was like, i'm not John. coming back from this this one i'm not coming back from because we park right next to each other my neighbors, my neighbors and i park right next to each other in our garage and i saw them last night you guys and like they come out together and i literally had to stay in my car i was like i'm like i'm so embarrassed it's embarrassing, embarrassing. it's literally embarrassing i love that anna is
0: just so used to it by now that like she wasn't <laughs> even complaining she was just like our roommate and like our neighbors complaining
2: that's She's so like, crazy. babe, do you mind turning it down? And I make sure I put the Amazon brown noise on. So it's like you hear like noise in the background. Oh. So you don't hear myself. <laughs> not brown no, our, noise. Our, our, there's a whole like Brown noise process. is better than white. There's a process. Like I have my whole setup. And it's like, also like. It's a lunch by break the way, for me, I'm going to say. It's not weird, by the way, you guys. Like this is like everyone should be masturbating. It's no, no important. one's saying that's weird. And me, just-
0: me It it is just like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. No, I'm kidding. But um, (laughs) no, I think that's beautiful. And honestly, flick on. That should be USC's (laughs) next. Anyways, that's unhinged. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that was another um, amazing conversation. I'm so glad we could catch up. And. Also, yeah, expect to not hear from me, FYI, for the next <laughs> several hours because I am in Roma. Um, but can I just say something? Yeah, I could say it. I love you both. Oh, Josie, we love you. We love you. I
2: love you both love so y'all. much. And also, like, whether Alicia doesn't reply to me, even I, even if I'm in the same room as her for another year, or or Josie, you text me out of nowhere saying I'm here. I know we always have each other because we talk and we communicate. And we we know at the end of the day, we, we're always in each other's corners.
1: Yes. I'm thankful for our friendship in real life and the real experiences we get to have with each other. So guys, be present with the people around you. Show love. And don't be afraid to put that phone down.
0: See you next week. Dare We Say, is a Crooked Media production.
2: Caroline Reston is our showrunner, producer, and mommy. And Ari Schwartz is our producer and show daddy. Fiona Pastana is our associate producer. And Sandy Girard is the almighty executive
1: producer.
0: It's hosted and produced by me, Josie Toda.
1: And me, Yasmeen Hamadi. And me,
0: Alicia Pascual-Pena.
1: Our engineer and editor is Jordan Cantor, and Brian Vasquez is our theme music composer. Our video producers are Matt DeGroot, Nar Melconian, and Dylan Villanueva, and Mia Kelman.
0: Lastly, thank you to Jordan Silver, Gabriella Leverette, Jesse McLean, Caroline Haywood, Shayna Hortzman, Daisy Cruz, Danielle Jensen, and Awa Okaladi for marketing the show and making us look so damn good.